Okay, hello and welcome back everybody to This Legal Life. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer at Nexel, coming to you with another episode. I am super excited to be speaking with Jennifer Krausman today from Day Pitney. Uh, Jennifer is going to talk to us about all things um, legal life, including her 20 plus year history through Day Pitney. Jen, welcome to This Legal Life podcast. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you for having me. So, um, before we jump in, I think uh, you and I, you and I, were talking a little about uh, off, off, off record before the podcast started about you know just just the legal industry in general. Um, we were going through a little bit through your LinkedIn and uh, how people have had sort of uh, the different type of careers and how how really interesting the different type of careers. Um, have been within the legal industry. And I know we're going to go through your your career specifically, which I think is really interesting. But uh, I wanted to jump in and say sort of, you know, what when you when you think about legal careers and just where you're at today and sort of you step back and reflect on your own career per se, um, you know, how do you think about legal careers in general? Like what what comes into your mind first whenever I say a career in the legal industry? What's What's Jen's first kind of reaction to that, just in general? Um, so speaking from the staff and administrative side of things, I think most people probably do not start out thinking I'm going to be in the legal industry. I think that, you know, they know the track right. and it just kind of falls you know, that way for them to happen to go into the legal industry, maybe they were referred or recruited by somebody else, but certainly I don't think people intend to do that. And I will say even more specifically in the marketing and business development side of things, I think most people don't think of a law firm when they're starting out, they're thinking more, you know, corporate, um, sure. sales or, you know, PR, things like that for, for companies and for individuals. So I think it's more accidental than anything. <laughs> mm, yes, I know. I've had the pleasure of talking to um, a lot of what we will describe as our marketing, business development, and um, and what I like to call, you know, our go-to-market revenue operating staff within the legal industry. And you know, that that's kind of something that that resounds. You know, you 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 sort of think of your career within marketing and business development, and then sort of find yourself within within a law firm or the legal industry. And so, you know, it's just interesting, I guess. You know, life life sometimes pans out in ways that that you don't necessarily think. So, so um, I definitely echo that sort of sentiment. Um, okay, so let's kind of get started. Let's first talk a little bit maybe about Day Pitney um, and a little bit about who Jen is. Maybe you can talk a little bit about how you got into legal and sort of came out and yeah, take us take us back a little bit and maybe start with, you know, take us back and then get into the firm and then maybe you can talk a little bit about what the firm was like, um, what the firm was like back then whenever you, whenever you started about 20 years ago. Yeah, so uh, the way I got into legal was I was actually working for uh, a pharmaceutical software company, and the mm -hmm. woman I was working for referred me to her husband. They had an opening, and she felt like it was a great opportunity for me, so he was excited, brought me on, and I started out in technology. I started out doing network administration, which is completely different from business development. Uh, and I, <laughs> I can't wait to go. Yeah. And I actually started uh, the week before um, Y2K. 
Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So my first week there was prepping for that, spending New Year's Eve at the office with all these people I didn't know. Uh, So that was kind of a weird start. Uh, When I started at Day Pitney, it was Pitney Harden. We only Mm -hmm. had a new New York office. We merged uh, with uh, Dayberry and Howard in Connecticut and the New England area years later. So in terms of the firm itself, I would say we were mostly litigation at that point. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of corporate work, and for us, private clients was one of our smaller departments. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was to me, it was a very different era. I think attorneys right. were a little more demanding than they are now, a little right. less understanding. I think that as time mm-hmm. has gone on, they've become a lot more flexible, a lot more appreciative of staff and the mm-hmm. uh, we do and the contributions we give to the firm. Yep. So it was, it was definitely a different era. But the other thing is, even though I wasn't in business development at that time, I would say business development for attorneys was completely different. They didn't have to go yes. out and look for work just came to them. Right. Work mouth, we at the time were uh, the largest, or I think second largest firm in New Jersey. So reputation was enough right. to get it. Right. So I would say those are the biggest differences from when I started and now. Okay. Yeah. Can we, let's go just a little bit into, into the business development, because I think that that'll be a nice, um, uh, a nice stepping stone to where you're at right now, of course, and super interesting how you've gone from technology all the way to, to business development. Um, Tell us a little bit about business development back then. You, you, you said it was different. I think it was a different world. And yeah, brand and reputation allowed for sort of um, a much easier funnel down business development sort of work came to, came, to, came to the lawyers. At that point in time, though, you know, what was it like to do proactive business development? I mean, I, I'm sure even within that case, there was certain type of business development strategies that were kind of starting to be developed. You know, some people who are either very entrepreneurial themselves or people who, you know, were seeing the writing on the wall, which is, you know, at some point in time, things are going to get more competitive. What was the, what was the thinking around business development back then in general? Let's say the, the groundbreaking business development down there or the, or the, uh, the advanced business development, how, what, what was happening within the firm? How did people talk about it? Uh, well, I would say the the rainmakers for sure yeah. were ones who did the networking, got themselves out there, were involved in organizations. And one of the things I find even now we see is a lot of attorneys really just stick to attorney-based organizations. Of course, you want yeah. to be in the ADA. It's great to be in uh, in you know the the industry specific or practice specific groups within the ABA, but a lot of attorneys are not great about asking clients what they're involved with, looking for industry-specific organizations where potential clients and existing clients are going to be. So back then, I, I definitely saw a difference between the attorneys who brought in the most money in terms of mm-hmm. their understanding the advanced understanding of the fact that they needed to be where 
clients and potential clients were, not just sticking with attorneys. Uh, building relationships, yeah. really strong relationships. They were the ones who were great about understanding who their clients were, making it a little bit personal in addition to having the business Correct. kind of thing, uh, noting you know personal things about the client, sending mm -hmm. gifts or following up on maybe a child was graduating from college or a baby was born, yeah. making sure to refer to those uh, milestones in the people's lives and really making sure that that relationship was strong. I will say the one thing that is different now is back then, I think that the attorneys were not as good at sharing. Mm -hmm. Sure. Even, even though you had a firm, I think most attorneys worked as a silo and they really yes. concentrated right. on their clients. So although the Rainmakers were great at creating these relationships, I don't think they were great at sharing those relationships and encouraging relationships with their associates working on the matters, the other partners working on the matters. Um, so I do think that that's a big change I've seen in terms of helping business development today and mm. allowing especially younger attorneys to have more of an involvement with the clients and feel a little bit more enmeshed in the matter and the client relationship. Totally. Okay. So that's, I mean, a whole other big theme, right? Uh, sort of the evolution of collaboration from, let's say, you know, whatever, some 90s into 2000s into, into where we're at today. Probably a whole other podcast that I'll have to have you on, you know, the evolution of collaboration. Interesting. Uh, but today we're sticking with you and your, 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 your great path and how you got it. Okay, so let's come back to Jen and let's talk a little bit about where we're at. So we're around early 2000, or Y2K, you know, the world's obviously going to end or didn't. Um, and Nothing even happened. Um, I love human beings uh, for exactly that reason. You know, we can we can make a uh, a mountain out of a molehill like no other no other species. But um, okay, so that at that point in time, you're really stuck in in um, you're really you're really dug in deep into the IT side and the sports special side. And I think that's probably because you had come from a software company, sort of landed, and 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 probably you correct me, but you know at that point in time technology was just in its first wave over uh, into the law firm. And it had to kind of, everybody who could do something really needed to collaborate. Uh, under, well, let's, let's try to bring the firm into some sort of network structure. So that's, is that sort of the thinking? And then, yeah, the, just tell us about Jen right there in the, uh, in the, in the IT support department in general. Yeah, so uh, when I started, the first thing I was put in charge of was uh, putting together or putting into place a tool called WebSense, which was the first mm -hmm. iteration of being able to control the websites that the attorneys were going to, uh, you know, the start of making antivirus, anti-malware a little bit more advanced than just virus scanning. And the other thing yep. that I was responsible for working on was implementing our first Citrix system. Uh, you know, that was, right. and the thing to keep in mind here is law firms are his, not just historically, even now, always behind on technology, always. 
They're not yep. initial adopters. They're very conservative. So, you know, it's it, uh, corporations were already on these platforms, but Dave Pitney was just yes. to do, giving more access to work from home as opposed to, you know, always having mm-hmm. to be in the office. Mm-hmm. That being said, there was, of course, no work at home policy. You didn't work at home during the day. This was just to allow the attorneys sure. a way to continue working at home. Uh, so uh, that's how I started totally. out, but I will say I only did network administration for eight months. Mm-hmm. I, yep. This is where some of my career just kind of always got a little, you know, you look back at my history and it's definitely weird for, for somebody who is at a loss. It's great. It's great. Um, it's great. Yes. So anyway, I got to know the, uh, the director of finance. He's currently the director of finance at the time he was the manager of the finance department. Mm-hmm out that his father-in-law and my father had commuted to work together for over 25 years oh, wow. uh and you know we we had never met like that so we started talking about just you know growing up in the same town and our families and things like that and then as we got to know each other he he was intrigued with the fact that I had kind of skipped all of the um help desk type work that I was trained for and went right mm-hmm. into bigger projects and and bigger responsibilities because I just caught on to things quickly. So he was interested in bringing me into his team. So I moved uh, into his team doing the financial system support. Yeah. Then as I was working for him, I, and these things are not really client uh, attorney facing. So at that point in time with it, I was really behind the scenes, but as I started, Mm -hmm. uh, growing in my knowledge of the financials and how the firm worked in terms of, you know, their, especially in terms of how they kept up on attorney billables and collections and, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that they were bringing in what they should be doing. And Pitney Harden, I thought was great in in the sense that they sent out a monthly report that showed all the attorneys in order of what they were bringing in really loved peer pressure it worked. So, <laughs> so anyway, so I became responsible for those types of reports. So then I started becoming a bit more yep. client-based, interacting with the- Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, about, or the attorneys about, um, you know, their billables and things like that. So that was kind of the start of mm-hmm. the things. Um, a few years later, I was asked to cover for somebody who was going out on maternity leave for litigation technology support. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. A very fully attorney facing job. Yeah. So it was very different than what I had been doing. Um, but I, I, you know, I took to it very quickly and I really enjoyed it. It was very exciting mm-hmm. to be involved in, you know, the casework, prepping for trials, attending trials, yeah. you know, have getting, you know, it was just the beginnings of e-discovery and doing yes. document reviews, you know, in a database as opposed to just paper reviews, things like that. So um, the person I was covering for decided not to come back from maternity mm-hmm. leave. So they asked me to permanently switch to the position, which I was really excited to do. Yeah. That's where I really started building on the attorney relationships. And right. It was mainly litigators, but there definitely were cases that I worked on for corporate. Uh, and because of my knowledge of the systems, but also the overview of 
practice work. I got pulled into projects for our private client department when they were trying mm -hmm. to set up pieces because they felt that IT didn't understand the workflows the way I could understand okay. the workflows and the needs of the attorneys, right. um, you know, and the importance of the client facing integrations and communications and things like that. So I, I worked with all three departments which again was great. I got to know a lot of different attorneys and I understood how that, how all three practices worked. Yeah. So I got, to, then got to know the CMBDO and he was really intrigued with my history and the fact that I had a good relationship with not only the IT department, but also the attorneys. And I had, I had been in charge of the project for coming up with our um, preferred vendor for uh, repo and, uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. you know, all, all of the services that an external vendor would, would provide for copies, printing, um, you know, doing our e-discovery. So that means pulling all of the data off of the client systems that need to be reviewed and putting it into databases for us and things like that. So during that project, I was very involved with office services. I was very involved with procurement. Um, and so again, really the only department I haven't worked that closely with is HR other than when I'm dealing with employee mm -hmm. issues. So he was very intrigued with that. And so he asked me to, to take on the marketing technology manager role. Mm -hmm. He felt that he had a lot of issues with communication with the finance department a lot of issues with communication with the IT department and they were very siloed yet marketing needed their support and their involvement. So I started working for him and the things that I started doing was I started meeting with the finance department on a regular basis. I created monthly meetings with the IT team that we needed support from and we saw immediate changes just in building those relationships yeah. and making sure that we had opened the communication up it yep. huge improvement in getting the support we needed in a timely fashion when we needed it and helping IT and finance to understand the why of what we were yes. asking for. I think previously yes, totally. in that communication, we were just looked at as being a pain, you know, always yes. asking for stuff. Most of the time saying, oh my goodness, this needs to be done right away because the attorneys, of course, didn't give us notice right. <laughs> that they were need these things. Um, so I think it made a big difference. And the other thing that I brought to the table was my experience with project management, process improvement, and documentation. That's a big part right. of IT. And especially yes. with litigation technology, we had to have everything documented because if, you know, we ever had to go to court to, sure. Sure. Uh, you know, explain what our process was because there's an issue with discovery, we needed to have all of our processes documented. So I brought that to totally. the table too, which was great. Um, you know, I think it helped our department as a whole to actually work together better and to understand workflows mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, we were consistent in what we were doing, which I think mm -hmm. made a little bit more productive and more efficient in what they were doing. And then yes. finally, because of my finance background, I took over the budget uh, oversight 
So, um, you know, that was another thing that everybody was kind of watching their own invoices, but nobody was making sure that we were actually staying within our budget. And so, you know, you'd have your, your mid-year review and, you know, we were shocked at what our numbers were and where we were. And right, we right, right. Oh, we're really over budget here. Um, so again, I think that that really centralized that information, um, gave us a better grasp of where we were spending our money, what projects we thought we couldn't afford that we could. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, you know, so those are really the, the things from my background that I brought to the team that yeah. I think, I think made some improvements um, for sure. Yeah. And totally. It was exciting. So let me, um, wow, there is so much there. And you really, you, you brought us forward. So basically I, I'm looking at Jen's LinkedIn right now. And if you if you are not connected with Jen, go ahead and connect it. It's fantastic. You have a great LinkedIn. You really go, so you really took us, if you take a look through, you really took us from about 2006-ish into into about 2017, maybe some something around there, lit, litigation technology manager. That's, that's kind of that time span, right? Um, that we sort of went through. So that's fantastic. Fantastic, amazing. So I have two questions. So the first is, I want to talk a little bit about when you made that jump to more of a lawyer, lawyer facing role. And, you know, can you talk a little bit about maybe learnings that you had? Was there changes that you kind of had to go through? And then I have a second question, but maybe let's talk about that. You know, what, what did you, what did you have to find within yourself or what, what were things that you'd pass along to, you know, your favorite mentee if, if somebody like that was making the transition? Yeah. Talk a little bit about that jump. Cause I think it's important, you know? Yeah. I, I would say the biggest thing is with litigation, everything has a deadline. You know, it's not, yes. it's not arbitrary deadlines. These are court mandated. These yes. are, you know, tr for trial prep, you, you have to be at trial when you have to be at trial, there's no option there. So you have to make sure, sure. that you are watching your timelines, that you're hitting yeah. your deliverables. Uh, and you're also working with attorneys who are not good at sticking to their timeline and, you know, oh, wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they are notorious for, you know, doing things last minute, telling us yeah. things, you know, need to be last minute. We always in, lit in litigation technology that they thought we just had this magic button. You know, we need all of this, right. all of these documents processed for review um, or all of these documents processed for, uh, you know, to be delivered to, Right. Our, right. Um, you know, uh, co-counsel or um, the other side within 24 hours. And you're like, no, it's literally yeah. impossible. The machine doesn't work that fast and we're not no. doing it. machine. So having to work with the attorneys and set expectations um, and also mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. over things when they thought maybe a mistake was made and that's just the way the system works. You know, we can't change how it is. In order to be able to make sure the attorneys were not unhappy with us, understood the issues, but we were also able to give them something, give them, yeah. you know, some sort of, uh, you know, deliverable that at least yeah. would help understand we were working along the way. Correct. How that transfers to what I'm doing now, you know. I had to keep calm. You can't 
let the, okay. let the work or, you know, the attorney's reactions when they, their expectations are not met. You can't let that stress you out so much because you're not mm. going to be able to forward. You're not going to be able to continue yes. doing your work. So now that I'm in um, marketing and business development, I actually have had team members say, how are you not freaking out right now? Right, right. <laughs> now, <laughs> Trial by fire, right. Yes, though, yeah. Exactly. My typical reaction is, you know, honestly, this is not life and death. Yes, you know, right, right, right. The dead, there are deadlines, RFPs, proposals, yes. um, you know, you need to have ad work done by a certain time to make the publication, but you can only do the best you can. And this is where teamwork comes in and making sure that yes. everybody's kind of cross-trained so that you have mm -hmm. support people who can help you. Um, and that's something that our department as a whole has really focused on is making sure people are cross-trained as we've brought new assistants on board. We have them work in events, business development, and marketing to make sure that everybody can do a little bit of everything in order to cover for each other. So that's definitely a big yeah. concentration for me is making sure I don't get stressed. I don't take what the attorneys yes. are feeling personally. Um, you know, right. and just being able to have a conversation with them. That's the most yeah. important thing. Totally. Okay. That was, that was fantastic. Hopefully, I think that's the quote of the, uh, that was the section of the, of the podcast. I think the highlight, that was really good. I totally agree with you. And I had to laugh because, you know, before I came, before I moved into legal technology, I was a litigator as well. And when you were calling me out, I felt, I felt so so true you know it really is the the irony of being a litigator and uh living by these deadlines that are absolutely court mandated in books that you went to law school to understand civil procedure and then being bad yourself about basically uh living that is there's a special paradox and i think it's uh, there's something about litigators that it just it doesn't it just doesn't click for some for some reason i, I i'm not sure but um right. Okay, so so I want to ask one more question. Then we're gonna and then we're gonna jump to director of business development um, and kind of and kind of move ourselves and bring ourselves up up to date both with the firm um, as well as as kind of well as well as the role. But let me ask one more question because it's a it's a trend, and I just want to explore this with you. It's a trend that I that I see, which is, you know, somehow you you you've sort of been where things are moving. Whenever you came into the firm, it seems like at that point in time, there was a turnover in terms of technology and the baseline layer um, from just a from just a network uh, security and and allowing the allowing the lawyers to sort of bill at home. Right. So so there was like that that paradigm. Then e-discovery, of course, sort of pops off in like, like 2006-ish, right? This kind of becomes another tool, a big lever. Technology, of course, always always opens up. Um, and I see you move into there. Then I see legal technology sort of come up. And right around this time, you know, you do have this boom in, in marketing technology kind of coming into the firm around the 2010s. And I, and I see you, you know, sort of pop up there again. And so what I'm, what I'm sort of... What I guess what I'm going to ask is again, if you pass down knowledge, I mean, was this was this conscientious for you? Whether you sort of getting pulled into this, but what do you think about people in their legal careers? You know, what do you think about people sort of going to where things are going in some sense within the firm? Do you? I don't, yeah, I think yeah. Any reflections on on that whole thing? Um, I mean, honestly, I I think I've been really lucky in my mm. career that I, I never saw an open position and apply for it. 
I was always recruited. Right. By people. And yes. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was very flexible. I mean, even when yeah. I was doing, you know, financial support and lit tech support, I was managing some aspects of the marketing technology at the time. I mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. how I ended up in charge of the security system for the, for the building, um, you know, just right. random things like that. So I think the biggest thing I had going for me was the fact that I had built a lot of relationships, you know, across multiple areas. But not only that, I just, I happen to have a natural ability to be able to pick up things quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, I right. troubleshoot, I can, um, you know, yeah. learn from everybody else's experience and things like that. Mm-hmm. So in terms mm-hmm. of advice to other people, um, I would say for me, at least the biggest thing was the relationship and being yeah. open to ideas, being open to, uh, you know, and, and willing to be a team player, do right, whatever right. was because it built my experience and it built my knowledge and it especially built my understanding of the firm. And that I think is the biggest takeaway for me of my background is understanding the firm as a whole. And therefore, I think I made myself more valuable. Uh, yeah, more right. Totally. Yeah. And, and I feel more invested in the firm from all of that. Yes, as well. right. Totally, totally. Yeah, I think, I think saying yes, even when you're scared, a little underrated, right, on, on a relative basis. It, at the end of the day, a lot of things can be undone, but the experience that you gain really be truly cross-functional and sort of cross-integrated. Yeah, hot take, what do you think? Yes or yes or yes or no? Oh, definitely. Yeah, totally. Okay, so you brought us all the way up to uh, to director of business development you you had senior senior business actually let's let's go through this because you because business development senior business development and marketing technology manager comes online can you talk about a little bit about the rise of business development because this is another sort of trend within firms you know the the idea of business development as a separate entity kind of coming on and layering on top of marketing you know, which marketing has had its day since around the 2010s, if you believe, you know, if you believe the model that we're sort of creating, business development really comes into the fore sometime around the late, uh, late uh, teens into the early 20s. And I see, again, senior business development coming on. So you want to talk, talk about that and then how that goes into director of business development. And then let's, let's talk about the evolution into director, uh, leader, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, tell me a little bit about, about that transition period from marketing and then BD layers on top. Yeah. So again, um, you know, I kind of fell into, <laughs> into the business development side. Uh, we had an opening, our director of business development had left the firm. And uh, again, the CMBDO, had seen my uh, involvement in the business development side in terms of the integrations of systems with the financial side of things, concentrating more on business development as opposed to just, you know, what can get the marketing department doing what they need to do, but really focusing on what can we be doing to build the attorney's client base and to build their understanding of what they need to be doing, how they can be tracking their activities and information, trying to make improvements 
in that area. And so I had already been pretty involved with the business development side of things. And Uh at point, the CMBDO felt like I was a good person to take on that role because of the fact that I had already been working with business development and had a grasp of what needed to be done in terms of that focus by my trying to implement things to bring uh, business development more integrated with other systems, with other information, and but again, better communication with different groups where we could really expand our capability and also expand the attorney's knowledge of what we could, what we could be doing and what they should be doing. So I was doing a dual yeah. role at that point. Um, you know, I took on a lot of different responsibility with the business development side, but it's still really Uh integrated what I was doing with the marketing technology side. So what I was working on is bringing into, we created a business development program that focused on training, coaching, um, Uh Uh and we also had weekly emails that we were sending with business development tips, things like that. So got it. What we were really focusing on was trying to increase engagement, increase education. Um, And the other thing was we had gotten feedback from our senior associates that they felt like they got a promotion to senior associate, but what did that mean? They didn't really see a lot of difference in what they were doing. So we implemented Uh coaching um, to create individual business development plans and to follow those hold them accountable, also educate them on what they could and should be doing to start, you know, getting their own business, growing their relationships, things like that, uh, which I think was a great addition to the firm as a whole. Uh, And that was a big education for me to be able to be more involved in that side of things, because I was kind of learning with them, how do you transition from concentrating on all client work to now being responsible for creating relationships to bring in new work. So yes, right. So then a lot of it just came from my years with the firm, um, the work I was doing with business development, I got the promotion to director of business development. I do actually, unlike most firms, I do still oversee the marketing technology arm of the group. Mm -hmm. Okay. And again, that's really a lot of it's just been because of the fact that I had such a focus on making sure that our technology was furthering our business development efforts and my understanding because I had done a dual role of both and how they really should be assisting each other. Um, so I do have a marketing technology manager who is wonderful and she does mm-hmm. you know, management and things like that. It's, it's, I only get brought in if, you know, for, for the largest projects like this year, we're going to be looking for a new CRM. So I'll be heading right. the project management of that. Um, you know, sometimes I, I get involved because of the vendor negotiations, things like that. And then of course I just meet sure. with our regular. Um, but I focus mostly now on the business development side of things, um, working with business units and practice areas to focus on what their goals are. Um, you know, we're, working towards uh, hopefully creating a client team's programs, you know, beta groups of that this year. Uh, We've worked on creating a 
more streamlined workflow for RFPs and proposals, really, I'm sorry, RFPs and pitches, really concentrating on attorney feedback, implementing improvements so that their expectations are met, but also making sure that they understand you know, what our limitations are and where we need more involvement on their part. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on, but so now yeah. I'm, I'm definitely more enmeshed in the business development side of things and the marketing technology is more making sure that we're furthering our efforts on business development. Amazing. So we've, 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 we've truncated your very illustrious 20 years down to, to about 40 minutes. It was fantastic. You really, it's a whirlwind. Um, I want to congratulate you on such a, on such a great career. And quite frankly, just, you know, saying yes and, and believing yourself. I know that's pretty corny, but it, it's, it's, it's true. That's, that's what I, that's my takeaway to it all. Um, I want to ask you a little bit maybe about the future. Um, and, we could talk about the future of business development in general, but you know, I, I, let's expand it out in terms of maybe the future of the go-to-market and marketing, business development, client teams. You know, the vision of that. When you sit down and you sort of take a look at where you've been, to, and then extrapolate that out towards sort of where you're going. Yeah, how do you feel about sort of the entire world of those those of us who are sort of building? building how the firm continues to grow and, and what we do. Like, yeah, how do you, how do you think about it in, in general? And of, uh, of course, it's no wrong answer. It's just, yeah, what's, what's the thought? What's your future prognosis? Um, well, for our firm specifically, we have not really um, done a lot in terms of research and identifying areas where we could and should be growing our practices as opposed to those yep. areas maybe, you know, the work is slowing down. Um, uh -huh. you know, there's not as much of a need for it in order to keep our attorneys ahead of the trend and making sure that we're concentrating on building the relationships with the right clients, the right referral sources, making sure that we're involved in uh, more forward thinking areas. Uh, also in terms of thought leadership, you know, it, it, it used to be that thought leadership was just you know, publish, publishing alerts based on recent decisions and um, upcoming law changes, things like that. Now, I think the focus on leadership, thought leadership is more what's coming around the pike. How can we help our clients to be aware of what's going on and let them know we're there to support them and we have solutions for them. Um, so the other thing is in terms of attorneys thinking to give each other work. Actually, you know, they yeah, hate the word right. telling. We call it strategic collaboration at our firm. Mm -hmm. But nice, nice. I love it. Um, you know, really making sure to stress the internal relationships, making sure that they know each other and that they're aware of what each other does. So when they're talking to a client and they the client has a need and that attorney doesn't have the expertise, they can say, hey, we do have that expertise here. Why don't we work on this for you? Um, so those are, the, those are some of the trends that I really see our firm starting to embrace and focus more on in order to you know, position ourselves as more forward thinking. Yeah. Well, we're coming to the end and uh, I want to, we're going to try 
try something new on this legal life. <laughs> Not scary, don't worry. We're just gonna get to know Jen with a rapid fire, three questions, uh, a little bit more about Jen. So I'm just gonna give you a, a one minute, one minute uh, quick fire question. It's gonna be three questions just to know you a little bit. I haven't told you, I know it's, it's not gonna be scary. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started. So the first is, Jen, what is your favorite vacation ever? Uh, my husband and I went to South Turks and Caicos. It was a very small mm. island. And we were on a resort that had just opened. And so not a lot of people even knew about it. They upgraded us to a villa that had a pool that looked right out on the ocean. Uh, it was amazing. And it was a vacation we could have never afforded ourselves. It was great. Oh, lovely. It sounds amazing. Uh, and Chicago's not even that cold right now, but that really took me there. Okay, question number two. What is uh, your favorite meal or the last meal if you if you had to have a last meal? Oh, boy, that's a lot tougher. Um, I have to be honest, I, I, my favorite food is chocolate. So I would probably skip the there dinner go. and just go okay. right to the I would just have an entire flourless chocolate cake done. Mm, oh my God, beautiful. Right on the beach of Turks and Caicos. It sounds lovely. Okay, and last but not least, you know, what's what's your favorite quote or sort of value that you live by? You know, what's 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 something that uh, that, that you hold dear to your heart? Um, wow, that's another tough one. I would say, you know, be yourself. Be authentic. Mm. Uh, I think that there's a lot of people in this world who are not. I think that they think they need to set, you know, other people's expectations, you know, meet other people's expectations. And I, I just think that makes life rough. That was a perfect way to end. Jennifer Crestman, Director of Business Development at Dave Pitney. Thank you so much for sitting down with me on the This Legal Life podcast podcast. Um, any final words you want to get us out of here? Uh, anything you want to say? No plugs? Uh, nothing other than thank you so much. This was really fun. It was just like having a conversation uh, with a friend. It was, totally. it was great. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had fun talking about my career. I, I always forget how much I enjoy working for my firm and the input I've had and the experiences I ha I've had and how appreciative I am. Yeah, well, it was a pleasure to go through this with you, go back into the time machine and even a little bit into the future. And uh, yeah, maybe one day we'll go to that uh, Turks and Caicos and eat some chocolate. That sounded incredible. I'm like, you're making me so hungry right now. And oh, it sounds so good. <laughs> All right, everybody, we will we will end this legal life. Uh, thank you again to Jennifer. We will be back uh, very, very soon. So please tune in. If you like this, if you're listening on podcasts, like, thumb, follow, you know, it's uh, it's been a long time of social media. You guys know what to do. And we will be back with another episode very, very, very soon. Thanks so much, everybody. And thanks, Jen. Thank you.